Welcome to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dan Catchpole, reporter with News Data's Clearing Up. And with me is my co-host and editor of News Data's California Energy Markets, Jason Fordney. And we're here to bring you some of the top stories that we're working on. Uh, first, Jason, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, Dan. I'm here in very smoky Nevada City. We've mosquito fires enveloping us here. But other than that, doing pretty well and uh, made it through a pretty crazy week on the grid last week, which I will be talking about in a few minutes. Yeah, we've got a kind of different uh, take. Instead of like doing our usual back and forth, uh, we're just going to mostly hear from Jason with updating us on what's going on in California. Uh, so yeah, let's get right into okay. that. We had a little bit of smoke up here this weekend from the Skykomish wildfire, but uh, yeah, you guys are you're right next to the thick of it there with mosquitoes. So how are things down in the where you are in California, Jason? There. They're okay. Uh, the smoke's really bad. I think we were, my daughter's school just got let out with a AQI of 400. We've had them as high as 600 up in the mountains, pretty much off the charts. Um, there's ash floating around, things get covered with ash. But uh, until this point of the year, it hasn't been that bad for some reason. Um, over Labor Day weekend, things kicked in. We had two fires within a mile of my house um so that's just part of life around here but uh yeah the smoke is definitely irritating but um hopefully we'll clear out here soon the mosquito fire uh speaking of that pacific gas and electric on the morning of september 8 reported to the california public utilities commission that personnel with cal fire had placed caution tape around the base of a 60 kv pg e transmission pole near the Oxbow Reservoir, where the mosquito fire broke out. So not looking good on that situation for PG&E. Mm. Yeah. So what, what, what will that mean for their system if they lose that? Uh, I assume that line is de-energized at the time, at, as we speak. Um, but I haven't heard of about a lot, a lot of outages around here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they've, they've adopted a much more aggressive Public, uh, sh- public safety power shutoff policy in recent years. How widespread are those? Are the outages in in California right now in general? This or at least this weekend, have they had to resort to those a lot? No, we haven't had the wind. Um, so that's usually we haven't had the conditions. Although it's super dry, I haven't heard about any PSPSs. They were talking about maybe down in SoCal because of the hurricane. Another thing we're dealing with. Um, but I haven't heard about any PSPSs. We had some equipment related outages uh, in San Jose last week, um, but no, no uh, large scale de-energizations that I've seen. And um, yeah, in Southern California, Southern California Edison filed a report to the CPUC indicating that circuit activity occurred on its equipment around the time the Fairview fire in Riverside County. Um, yeah, another bad one. And um, two civilian fatalities. Some some pretty harrowing stories down there of a father and daughter that died while trying to escape the flames. The mother was pulled out by another firefighter and survived. But yeah. um, devastating 
and just okay. shows how dangerous these fires are. Yeah, they're yeah. terrifying and devastating, and it's, sometimes it's easy to remember or to forget that when we talk about numbers of customers affected and yeah, de-energized lines, etc. But you know, ultimately, people yeah, people die tragically, uh, and yeah. when people don't, houses are destroyed, businesses. Yes, wildlife, you know, huge swaths of vegetation and um, ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Of course, that said, on the ecosystem side, wildfire is a part of the natural landscape in some respect. But. Yeah, but yeah, and then you have the smoke and air quality, which is not good for people's health either. So, um, don't want to be too negative. We 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 had a, a wild week last week on the grid, of course. Um, mostly on um, September 6th when um, Kaiso was in uh, an E, I'm sorry, they were in an e, a EEA3 energy emergency alert. Came very close, but it was really conservation that made the difference. Um, and there was a lot of appreciation from Kaiso, especially the CEO, Elliot Mainzer, on really, I think it was the governor sent out an emergency alert that really cut uh, a lot of usage. And then Kaiso's flex alert seemed to be somewhat effective. Also, um, there was one situation, uh, a couple of municipal utilities implemented rolling outages. They actually misunderstood a call from Kaiso and the Northern California Power Agency uh, put in some small outage orders. Um, but they said they're going to be working. So that does not happen again. There was record-breaking heat on September 6, uh, 116 degrees Fahrenheit in Sacramento, breaking the previous record of 114 degrees, which was set in 1925, which is kind of interesting. Uh, there was a new, new demand record of 52,061 megawatts on September 6, according to Kaiso, previous record, was 50,270 megawatts, July 24th, 2006. One thing people don't might not realize about California is that our peak demand has actually been drop, dropping, uh, mostly because of rooftop solar. Um, so that's why our previous peak was in 2006. But yeah, um, a, a lot going on with this. It got a lot of attention. Um, I also covered it at my bottom lines where I did a little bit of commentary on sort of the situation here and a lot of the celebration and kind of backslapping that happened. Um, but, you know, there's no doubt that this is not the situation that you want, you know, having to rely on the public to keep the power on uh, somewhat of a conservation success story. But uh, I did ask Elliot Mainzer, during a press call about this, he said, quote, look, this was an extreme event. He said, uh, couldn't be more grateful to energy consumers and that California is on the front line of climate change. And uh, he also mentioned automated demand response is something that needs to be explored um, for in situations like this where they don't have to put out, you know, the voluntary call. But uh, yeah, in the end, no rolling outages, although it was very close and uh, time marches on. Yeah, uh, it is the, the conservation call um, is, is it does feel antiquated. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're effective. I sort of did some informal polling of among my friends, and everybody that I talked to was aware of these alerts. So the, the reach is really good. I mean, they send them out on text. Uh, the utilities send them out. So the awareness is definitely there. Whether people actually cut their usage, you know, uh, I don't know. But uh, obviously, people did. Um, but you know, that that's that's how it goes. And yeah, it's a situation of calling on for voluntary uh, cutting of power. I guess you could call it a success story. But again, you know, as we joked, you know, when you're anytime you're writing a headline that the grid actually stayed, you know, held and st- stayed operating, kind of gives you some context. Yeah. But, uh, yep. And uh, there was also, you know, it was, this was a region-wide heat wave. So in the desert southwest. Uh, you had a lot of um, similar calls for reducing energy, um, uh, some voluntary demand response programs from XL Energy Colorado and NV Energy. So this is a very common thing, you know, um, but I don't believe they were in a situation where without that, they would have had outages possibly. But uh, it's kind of the sign of the times here in the West with our resources. And, uh, you know, we had wildfires, we had a hurricane, which brings risk of flooding and mudslides. And also we lost a lot of solar from the smoke. Um, at one point, 40% of utility scale solar was blotted out from the smoke. So, uh, that's not, I mean, that's becoming an increasing condition, right? That when you've got fire, you've got smoke. Well, You've always had smoke when you have fire. That was a dumb way to put that. <laughs> That's become is that becoming an increasing like just kind of a situation that utilities have to deal with where they've got wildfires and demand or uh, generation dropping due to smoke obscuring solar. Yeah, uh, it is, and you know, anytime you have these widespread smoke events, uh, it's going to happen. But you know, it's pretty. It, it's all very locational. But when it does happen, yeah, we lost a lot of solar. And you can just look on the Kaiser site. You can see, you know, we were down a couple gigawatts of solar from from normal with that smoke. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it got was, really smoky here on Saturday. It was a small wildfire about uh, yeah. 20 or 30 miles away from Seattle. Wow. Still pretty hazy. Yeah. They had a couple of Puget Sound Energy and Snohomish uh, County. UD had to implement public safety power shutoffs, but they're right. all back up in, I mean, just a few hundred, not, not huge amounts. Um, Pacific Core, I think, did about 12,000, and PG or Portland General Electric did some for wildfires down in Oregon, but I don't have the exact numbers. But the latest I saw was that those were all had uh, ended this weekend. Well, good. I guess, yeah, you so, know, I mean, a lot less up here than down there. Yeah. We're kind of used to it. But like I said, this has been pretty uh, calm fire season until the past couple of weeks for some reason. But we're getting on in the year. You know, September is usually a tough month for wildfires. And uh, we're seeing it this year. But uh, hopefully weather turning here soon. But yeah, um, I guess, you know, I could go on and on about this this last week, but those are the uh, the sort of major points here. 
Um, there were some heat-related equipment failures, Sacramento Municipal Utility District, um, some Los Angeles Department of Water and Power customers uh, lost power. It looks like about 13,000 customer accounts. And then you have San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo published a blog saying that he's going to sue PG&E if they don't come up with a capital improvement plan by October 31st. Um, so, so it, going back to the, the demand response uh, aspect, yeah, there that hasn't gotten a lot of traction with in terms of mandates. Right? There is no mandate for implementing demand response um, in California, like the way there is certainly with say adopting storage. Uh, well, I think there's it, been. Uh, demand response programs, you know, directed by the PUC. Um, but yeah, they're, they're voluntary. I mean, is this, uh, do you think there's growing, there's going to be more attention paid to that, uh, the role of DR in handling these, uh, you know, stresses on the load in the future? I mean, so they don't have to put out a, this you know, antiquated, essentially, demand response to the flex alert? Yeah, I think so. You know, they did it in Colorado and that got some attention. Um, people opted into a program and they came home and their their AC had been dialed down. You know, some sort of see this as a new, new world order kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, people would enroll in these programs. I saw some discussion on social media of why are we not paying people to cut their usage, but then you have to figure out who cut, how much, um, you need smart meters for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there may be a time when your, uh, your usage is dialed back without your control. It's apparently happening in the European union. Um, but you know, as I said in my my column, there's controversy about these kind of things. On the other hand, just letting people just be energy gluttons and not even care, just use as much power as they want, that doesn't make much sense either. So, um, you know, we, we need our power. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in freedom and civil liberties and that uh, we don't want too much of this. But, uh, you know, there's a balance in there somewhere, I think. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, certainly. And uh, it's going to be, yeah, I mean, just not having any restraints on it, the the cost of building the system out to uh, stay reliable and um, uh, available for everybody all the time uh, mm -hmm. and transitioning to zero bidding resources uh, is, is would be astronomically expensive without some other measures. So. Yeah. And, you know, this situation really opens up California to its usual critics that will point to renewables. The problems do happen when the sun goes down, but the story is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, and we were lucky we didn't lose any major transmission lines from wildfires or anything of that nature, which would have probably resulted in outages. So there's a lot, a lot of variables to it. Well, I know that we'll have a lot of coverage on all those, those issues and more in the weeks and months to come. Um, yes. uh, obviously, this is one of the those big macro stories that we'll, we'll all be following over many, many years. 
Yep. So, listeners, stay tuned in. Yep, and uh, we got we put out a breaking news alert on uh, Wednesday that got a lot of attention. So people are definitely watching this, and you know, I think I think our coverage was really good. And uh, I was myself and Linda Daly Paulson, and then Abigail Sawyer covered the Southwest. She did a great job with that too. Yeah, no, you guys had some great coverage of this. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, well, that's all from me. Uh, okay. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. And please rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you listen to us and pass along to friends. Uh, Energy West is a production of News Data and our colleagues at Pioneer Utility Resources and Lucky Sound Studios. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Catchpole, and my co-host Jason Fordney is at Fordney Energy. Yep, I'm at Fordney Energy on Twitter. And I would also echo thank you for listening to Energy West. You can read more of our coverage at newsdata.com. Nobody covers energy in the West like we do. Follow us on Twitter. CEM is at CEM News Data. That's letter CEM News Data. Clearing up is at CU News Data. That's letter CU News Data. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow.